Section 6 of Lives of the Ancient Philosophers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Lives of the Ancient Philosophers by Francois Fenelon. Section 6. Pittacus. Pittacus flourished in the 42nd Olympiad and died in the third year of the 52nd, aged 70 years. Pittacus, the son of Chiradius, the Thracian, was born at Mytilene, a small town in the island of Lesbos, about the 29th Olympiad. In his youth he was very enterprising, a brave soldier, a skillful officer, and uniformly a good citizen his rule of conduct was to accommodate himself to circumstances and never to neglect opportunity his first enterprise was in league with the brother of alcaeus against the tyrant melanchios who had usurped the sovereignty of the island of lesbos pittacus defeated him and fixed his reputation as a hero by the act the mytileans had long carried on a destructive war with the athenians for the possession of a territory called achillia the mytileans appointed pittacus to the command of their troops when the two armies came in sight of each other and were about to begin the attack pittacus offered to decide the matter in dispute by single combat with fernon the athenian general who was invariably successful in every species of warfare and who had been frequently crowned at the olympic games fernan accepted the challenge and it was agreed that the victor should be acknowledged conqueror of the disputed territory the generals came forward without any attendance and met in the open field in presence of both armies pittacus had concealed a net under his buckler and made so adroit a use of it that he threw it round fernon at the moment when that general suspected nothing and entangling him completely in it he exclaimed i have taken a fish not a man he then put him to death in the sight of the assembled troops and remained master of achillea from this stratagem arose the custom of persons fighting with nets on the stage for the amusement of the people age tempered the warlike spirit of pittacus and he gradually acquired a relish for the serene enjoyments of philosophy the inhabitants of mytilene holding him in great respect conferred on him the chief magistracy of the city long and painful experience taught him to view with courageous steadfastness the different aspects of fortune after organizing the affairs of the public in the most regular manner he voluntarily resigned the office which he had held for eleven years and retired altogether from the turmoil of public affairs at one period of his life pittacus felt a great desire to attain wealth but he afterwards learned to regard it with indifference as beneath his consideration the mytileans in consideration of the essential services he had rendered to the state offered him a beautiful retreat watered by refreshing streams sheltered by woods adorned by vineyards and enriched by farms the revenue of which were sufficient to ensure him a splendid income but he took up his javelin and throwing it with all his strength he said he should be contented with a portion of the estate equal to the square of the space over which his javelin had passed 
the magistrate astonished at his moderation entreated him to tell him on what he founded it a part is better than the whole he replied and this was all the explanation he would give croesus wrote to him one day begging him to go and see his wealth pittacus sent him the following answer you wish to tempt me into lydia in order that i may be an eye-witness of your wealth without seeing it at all i am ready to acknowledge that the son of haliates is the most puissant of monarchs but were all your possessions mine they would not make me any richer than i am wealth is no way necessary to my happiness i have enough to make myself and a few friends comfortable and with that little i am contented nevertheless i am very willing to pay you a visit if my doing so will afford you any gratification croesus having brought the asiatic greeks into a state of subjugation determined to fit out a fleet in order to make himself master of the islands pittacus was at that time in sardis croesus asked him whether there was anything new in greece the inhabitants of the island said he have resolved to make war against you and to attack sardis itself and for this purpose they have bought ten thousand horses would that the gods replied croesus might put it into the head of the islanders to attack the lydians with cavalry it seems then said pittacus that you would have no objection to meeting these islanders on horseback and on terra firma you are right enough in that but do not you think that they will in return have the laugh against you when they find that you think of bringing out a naval force against them they will be delighted to meet you and your lydians at sea to them it will be the signal for avenging the wrongs of the greeks whom you have enslaved croesus imagining from this discourse of pittacus that he must be acquainted with his schemes thought proper to relinquish the design of fitting out a fleet against the greek islands instead of which he entered into an amicable alliance with them pittacus was deformed in person and had weak eyes he was corpulent and had some infirmity in his feet which occasioned him to walk very awkwardly and in addition to all these disadvantages he was extremely careless in his dress he had taken to wife the daughter of draco the legislator she was a woman of excessive pride and insupportable insolence valuing herself upon her high birth and despising her husband on account of his appearance one day pittacus invited a party of philosophers to dine with him his wife who was constantly out of humour went into the room when the repast was ready and overthrew the table with all the dishes upon it pittacus did not betray the least anger but contented himself with saying to his guests it is the act of a weak woman we must excuse her folly the little congeniality that existed between him and his wife inspired him however with the liveliest aversion to ill-assorted matches a man went to him one day to ask his advice as to which wife he should choose from two that were offered to him one of whom was nearly on equality with himself the other much his superior both in birth and fortune go said pittacus pointing with the stick on which he was leaning to the place he meant to describe go to the corner where you see the children assembling together to play join them a while and follow the advice they will presently give you accordingly the young man went among them 
the little ones directly began to laugh and push him about and to call out to him get away and go among your equals this determined him to think no more of the lady who was so much above himself but to be contented with her who was in his own rank pittacus was so temperate that he drank nothing but the crystal spring though mytilene abounded with the choicest wines and he secretly advised periander to abstain from the use of wine if he wished to succeed in his design of making himself master of corinth or meant to maintain himself firmly in his usurpation he ordered that any man committing a fault in a state of intoxication should receive a double share of punishment he often used to say that necessity was so absolute a power that the gods themselves were forced to submit to its decrees that it was under a republican form of government that a man could best develop the extent of his powers that wise men should calculate the misfortunes which may possibly happen to them in order that they may endeavor to guard against them but should these come to pass it is then the duty of a brave mind to endure them without a murmur that it is difficult to be a good man that everything that is done should be well done that in order to succeed in whatever we may undertake we should design slowly and execute quickly that the most desirable victories were those that were obtained without bloodshed and that in order for a kingdom to be really well governed the laws ought to be respected as scrupulously by the king himself and all in authority under him as by the lowest subject when you intend to attempt anything said he to his disciples never make a boast of it beforehand for then if you cannot accomplish your design you will at least have no one to laugh at you never reproach any one with being unfortunate for one day you may find yourself in the same condition speak ill of none not even of your enemies preserve your friends but observe the same degree of caution towards them as if they were one day to be your greatest foes respect chastity frugality and truth reverence the gods acquit yourself faithfully of every trust reposed in you and never reveal a secret confided to your keeping pittacus composed some verses in which he asserted that a man ought to take his bow and arrow and destroy a wicked person wherever he might find him for as the heart of such an one was always hollow no confidence could ever be placed on the words that his lips might utter whilst pittacus was in retirement a large sum of money was sent him by croesus but he declined accepting it coolly observing that he was already richer by one half than he would wish to be for in consequence of his brother having died without children he had succeeded to his fortune pittacus was always prompt and happy in his replies he was never at a loss for an answer whatever might be the question put to him one day he was asked what was the most variable thing in nature the course of water and the humor of women was his reply what is it that ought to be deferred as long as possible the borrowing money of a friend what ought we to do everywhere and at every moment to make the best of good or evil as each may occur what is the most desirable opportunity what most secret futurity what most faithful land 
what most treacherous the sea Phocaeacus told him that he intended to ask a gentleman for something which he had in his head you may spare yourself the trouble said pittacus of looking for it there you will never find it tyreus the son of pittacus chanced one day at cumae to be in a barber's shop where the young men generally met to talk over the news of the day a tradesman present thoughtlessly throwing a hatchet it struck tyrannius on the head and clove his skull in twain the inhabitants of cumae seized him and brought him before the father of the deceased as a murderer pittacus having made himself master of the circumstances exactly as they occurred acquitted the man finding that no blame could be attached to him a fault committed unintentionally said he ought to be forgiven and he who avenges it becomes in that case himself the guilty party by unjustly punishing the innocent pittacus occasionally amused himself with making verse he framed his laws and many other works in poetical measures his favorite exercise was turning a grindstone to grind corn he had for his disciple Parasides, who had been reckoned by some among the sages of greece and whose death took place under very extraordinary circumstances it is said that one day when the war between the ephesians and the magnesians was at its height Parasides, who was zealous in the cause of the ephesians met a man on the road he asked him to what country he belonged the man answered that he was an ephesian on hearing which Parasides said to him take me by the legs drag me into the country of the magnesians and then hasten back to the ephesians tell them the manner in which you treated Parasides in compliance with his own desire tell them also not to fail to pay me funeral honors when they shall have gained the victory the man dragged Parasides to the place where he had directed and then returned to the ephesians to relate his singular adventure it inspired the ephesians with the liveliest hopes they gave battle the next day to the enemy and obtained a decisive victory they immediately went to the spot to which Parasides had ordered himself to be taken there they found him dead and his funeral obsequies were celebrated with the utmost magnificence pittacus himself died in the island of lesbos in the fifty-second olympiad and at the seventieth year of his age end of section six